Hello and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This episode, we are once again joining those most excellent buddies, Bill and Ted. I mean, it's a Bill and Ted celebration, right? We planned this for when the film came out, but, you know, fucking COVID. So <laughs> we're a bit late. But anyway, carrying on what would have been our Bill and Ted sort of season, if you like. Uh, Bill and Ted versus Doctor Who. Um, yeah. Now this one's been on the list for a while, actually. I think this is this is what one of the ones that was on our original list, and we never kind of got round to it. Um, number of reasons for that. Um, main one being that you don't fucking like Doctor Who. Um, uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't know how I'm going to do this. I I do not know <laughs> thing one about Doctor Who, other than like there's loads of them and phone box. Pretty much, yeah. That, that that's it. That that's what I know about Doctor Who. So. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. I mean, but yeah, I mean, this has been in the offing for a while, and we we have put it off, and it was kind of fortuitous then that um, uh, that uh, the the new Bill and Ted movie came about, and as you said, you now coronavirus aside, we probably you know we'd have had a, a slightly better celebration uh, in the last couple of weeks with uh, with Bill and Ted coming out. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's 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 a fun one to jump into, um, and as I say it's it's going to be interesting because yeah, if, if you don't know fuck all about it, it's going to be quite. Uh, going to be quite telling i, I mean I, I say i don't know fuck all. like i know a little bit about doctor who obviously i am aware of doctor who I, you know i fucking grew up in the 80s in fucking britain i know a little bit about doctor who um actually probably 80s is the worst period i guess to be honest then maybe that's why i don't like doctor who like maybe um i mean i think and we, this isn't going to turn into a doctor who podcast um just because well, I, I mean it's topical so. <laughs> well yeah um you can educate I mean, me if you like i mean i think for me that the every, every doctor who's a bit like james bond everyone has the one who was like the first one they were introduced to and thus that becomes kind of theirs well, no, that's the one was, they, they gravitate McCoy, towards so what well yeah so my, mine was mccoy as well um and i think that's you no know, people do kind of gravitate towards that first one um and so I think, yeah, you're right. The eighties wasn't a great period for um well certainly McCoy wasn't a great uh, a period for, for Doctor Who. Um and then there was a gap of a, a long time and we had the, the one off with whichever McGann it was. Um they all kind of bleed into one. I think it was Paul. Paul McGann. Yeah, curly hair in it, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I, see, I quite I quite liked that though. There was like it was like a made for T V special thing, wasn't yeah, it? Course. I remember uh, watching I didn't mind that. I think the problem I had it was it was too much of a departure from actual Doctor Who. Um, so, um, which I, I had no fucking uh, idea. So why? Yeah, exactly. yeah. And then by the time the Eccleston series came around, it was another nine years. But no, I mean by the time this came around, well, we're Christ, we're in our in our mid twenties at this point. Um, and the first, the fucking <laughs> hell, that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the um the first, I think it was the first episode of that run. Um, I might have major problems with the way that run was set up, but. The, f the first bit of CGI you see is, is somebody sticking a hand on a, on a wheelie bin and it's, it's sticking to them and this really bad CG um, of like limbs stretching and it now, looks bloody awful. It's funny you should mention that, right? Because the whole reason I haven't got into Doctor Who, you know, because this modern run, if you like it, then the, the current age is, is the one that everybody seems to love and, and rave about, which is the one I guess I should like. But the whole reason I didn't get into it is exactly that. I watched that first episode, got as far as the fucking man-eating dustbin. Yeah. And I was like, no, fuck I, I this. I remember we had this conversation in 2005. Um, yeah. And I did the same. I kind of saw that. I, I, I stuck with that episode. And I was kind of, I, I was just a fairly nonplussed. And you'd had the whole thing by this point. I mean, they'd been talking about this show for a year at this point. It was coming back. Chris Flux, uh, Chris Flux was going to be the doctor. 
And before it even aired, you knew he wasn't he was going to see out the season and not come back for season two and David Tennant was coming in. So I said, well, hang on, what's the point in watching it? Because you already know that that's going yeah. to happen. But you already know that Billy Piper's not going to die because she's got a contract for season two. And all the fucking joy went out of it at that point. And I was looking for reasons not to like it. So I completely binned off that first series. Um, I mean, isn't that kind of the thing with Doctor Who, though, is that it, it does kind of reinvent itself, doesn't it? And you well, get it, it, does, it does, and I have, I have and... no issue with that. I, I, I mean, that was it was a, a device they came up with because um, uh, William Hartnell was ill, and so they they, need, they wanted a way of carrying it on because it was popular in the 60s. Um, I have no issue with the whole regeneration thing, the whole you know, rebranding. What I object to is the BBC treating the fans like idiots and announcing all of that shit and letting that play out in the newspapers before it's even been on fucking TV. Yeah, that's what that's what pissed me off with it. Um, so I could, and then I saw the, that's the first five minutes of that episode where you had the man eating dustbin with a really bad CGI, and I was fucking done. Um, yeah. and I, I, I completely over, I completely didn't watch that series. And then I went, I, it was repeated, or bits of it were repeated, um, or it might be on iPlayer before the second series started. And so I thought, you know what, I'll give it a look. I didn't give it much of a chance, so I picked a couple of the ones that I'd been, I'd read were better episodes. And I, actually, you know what, it's passable i can kind of go with it i still didn't really like eccleston in the role but i could kind of live with it um and then when the second season came on i kind i kind of got into it at that point um and it's um, it's uh, they did another you know, second season the fourth season they did some quite good work with character seasons three five six seven eight nine etc kind of went a bit awry um but yeah you know, it was one of those that i i saw more in it than i no, there was more in it than i than i'd expected so i was quite happy to watch it um, and then, yeah, it's no, it's, it's something that's sort of stuck, and I, I, I'll watch it when it's on. I'm not, I'm not sort of done. I, I don't. I've downloaded every episode, and I go back and watch them time and time again. It's just, it's on, and I watch it. And every time you get a new showrunner, um, not necessarily a new doctor, but every time you get a new showrunner, suddenly there's a, a very definite style change with it. Um, and coming on to Chris Chibnall, who's the showrunner now, he, um, his first season with Jodie Whittaker in 2018. Um, there was a very historical sort of lilt to it. Um, you still had that sci-fi fantasy element to it, but it took place in parts of our history. So you didn't have so many alien planets. You didn't have so many super species. You had things... You know, they, they, there was an, um, there's an episode um, centered around the conflict between um, India and Pakistan, for example. There was one set um, in, uh, involving Rosa Parks, and they, they kept on bringing these historical figures in and, try, and weaving stories around those. And I thought that, that was... Thinking about it in context with Bill and Ted, I thought it was a really interesting um, juxtaposition, um, which we'd sort of you know, lucked upon by accident about three years before and just not got round to doing. Um, so when this when this episode came about, I thought there's there's actually quite a bit of interesting um, so interesting similarities to it that we could maybe draw on. Uh, there's definitely similarity. Uh, what I know about Doctor Who, anyway. I mean, there's a phone box, so there's definitely similarities. There's a phone box, and they travel through time. Um, kind of what I know. Um, I, I guess the first thing with this that we have to, like, like and, and I do, okay, I do know a little bit about Doctor Who. I am taking the piss ever so slightly. I don't know a lot, but I do know a little bit. I know fucking Sonic Screwdriver, and I know K-9, and I know fucking oh, TARDIS, fucking and Jesus. Billy Piper, and all that. I know, like, I, I know a little bit, okay. But the first question we're going to have to decide here is, like, how do we treat Doctor Who for the purposes of this fight? Like, are we looking at Doctor Who ha as a whole entity or are we looking at a specific doctor or do we work through all the doctors and bill and ted have got to kill them like, what, kill like 15 of them times or something i don't know um i i don't know i mean, I, I i guess you take it as an entity 
because like Doctor Who is is an entity. Like different people play the same character essentially, don't they? Well, so, yes and no. They yeah, like they put their own spin on the character because there's a different personality and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, they? but um, I mean, they kind of screwed the pooch on it a bit, and in as much as they, it came about, I can't remember when it was. It was very early in the run that they had X. I think they were. X number of regenerations they could have, so they they couldn't live, they couldn't go on forever. I think they could only regenerate eleven times or something like that. And then a couple of years ago, in order to spin it off into um, Peter Capaldi, they made them. They gave him a couple more, but nobody knew how many it was. And then in the last season, spoilers um, for anybody who hasn't seen it, who's going to watch it, they basically made it so that there's no limit. Right. So he's immortal then. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but that, but so um, right. Okay. Bill and Ted lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you say that, but I mean, you kind. Of, I mean, if you were to take any, we don't have to take any particular iteration, but whichever one you have, it it has a body that has a finite a finite expiry and can be killed. So the yeah. fact that that body then comes is is then allowed to regenerate and regrow. It's 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 a different person, effectively. So I mean, you kill one, and um, it, yeah, another one might come back, but it's not the same one. It's not just like he you know, sits up again and um, starts. So right. they have to repeatedly kill. They have to kill him until he's out of regenerations, essentially. Well, no, they can't because in the last season they took away the regeneration limit. But if they were to time travel back to before they took away the regeneration, the, well, I mean, it's 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 difficult because the way they the way they did it is that basically the whole regeneration limit thing was a myth. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's a bit of a tough one. I, obviously, when we set out to do this episode and i've only just remembered that now because i mean I, I kind of glossed over the last season um yeah when we initially put this one on the list that wasn't the case uh, so okay so doctor who's immortal right so he, we've got an immortal in a fight to the death i don't think it's the first time i think we've had this issue before with things that can't be killed i think we had it like with it was Chucky, and we've it had it Santa. Santa. yeah like just because something can't be killed it doesn't mean it can't be it can't disabled. be to a point where it can't yeah. fight back yeah, I mean, what what triggers a regeneration for Doctor Who? Is it the when body, the physical the body, body... Has, the body dies? Right. So essentially, you cut off his fucking, you cut him off at the knees, cauterize the wounds. You cut his fucking hands off so he can't right. use the screwdriver thing. Yeah, you cauterize them wounds. Uh, basically, you need a head in a jar. We've had yeah. this. We've had this argument before. What else ended with a head in a jar? I have, I remember us going down this route before. I think that was the Santa one, and I think we put it in the safe and. Um... The savings and loan. I, I think we might have, yeah. So, so like, the, there are ways around it. It's just brutal. Whereas well, well, this, this is, mortals, I mean, this so. is this is what I was saying is that no, if you take it that each iteration is a is a life and can be killed, you just you know, you're killing the current one, whichever one that is. Well, then we have to pick which one they're fighting rather than take him as an entity. Mm, yeah. Now I'm really I'm in no much. I'm in no position to pick which one they're fighting because I. I don't really know. I know everybody. I think everybody likes David Tennant the best. Most, people, right like David, most people like David Tennant. I quite like David Tennant. Matt Smith grew on me eventually. He's an ugly humor. man, though, isn't he? I mean, look, look me talking, but like it's this just is a whole rubber fucking, chin thing. I don't, yeah, I this just don't is get a leading it. man. He looks. I don't know. He's, he's weird it, looking. Well, a lot of if you if you go back and like William, you know, William Hartnell was old. Patrick Troughton was fucking ugly as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's something nice about Doctor Who being a bit quirky, maybe, but. Well, yeah, I mean, um, and like if you look at the way it's gone through, I mean, there you had no Eccleston, and they made they made a lot of a lot about the fact he has a huge nose and huge ears. You know, they they kind of played on the fact that he was unconventional looking. He didn't look like a conventional leading man. David Tennant was a no, he was very slight, but he was um, he was 
conventional looking. He was normal looking. Matt Smith had a huge chin. Peter Capaldi had fucking Gallagher eyebrows. And yeah, Peter Capaldi's got the charisma to carry it, though. I think. I've never seen him play not, Doctor not Who. Not really but... Doctor Who. If, you know, him as uh, Malcolm Tucker. Yeah. Yes, but him as uh, him as uh, the Doctor, no. I, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine him as anyone other than Malcolm Tucker. That's No, the I, I, I struggle. I've got to be honest. Yeah, so, like, I, I, as I say, I never saw him as Doctor Who, but I don't see Doctor Who telling people to fuck the fuck off. No, so... no that's right. And I think, <laughs> I know... mean, that was... I... I'm a big fan of Peter Capaldi as as an actor, um, particularly for that role. Um, big fan of Steve Moffat as a writer as well. Um, but for whatever reason, just didn't gel um, that pairing for me, mm-hmm. um, and didn't think they did a pretty good job. I didn't think he was a particularly good Doctor. And I don't think that because they tr- obviously they tried to reinvent the character. I don't think that they did a particularly good job with his iteration, and right. whether that's the writing, whether that's the showrunners, whether that's the actor, wh- whoever had the input there, they just didn't quite pull it off. Mm. Um, okay. So yeah, it's a difficult one. Um, Jodie Whittaker's all right, but again, the material has not been great. She's done well with what she's had. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I don't mind. I mean, pick anyone, anyone through. Pick a number between one and fourteen. Okay, uh, ten. Ten. So ten is technically David Tennant, but we had well, we had John Hurt in the middle as well. So it's Christopher Eccleston. Huh. You yeah, fucking but... lost me already. Like, <laughs> right, this is why I don't like Basically, Doctor... they threw an extra one in because they couldn't get Eccleston back for the 50th anniversary. He wouldn't come back, so they... they right, well, basically... we can't count the extra one, can we? Can we? Do we count... He, yeah, I... canon. Right. <laughs> so basically, bet- between Paul McGann and Christopher Eccleston, there was John Hurt for, like, one episode. So, which happened so, way in so, is, so is John Hurt 10? No, John Hurt is 9. Right. Eccleston is 10. Eccleston's 10. So we're going with Eccleston. Yeah. Okay, what was Eccleston's Doctor Who? We can't go with Eccleston. Nobody fucking liked him. You just said nobody fucking liked him. <laughs> Look, go, let's go just Tenet, go with Tennant. Right, right, okay. right, I I know a little bit about David. Like, I've seen him play Doctor Who. I haven't watched a whole episode, but I know a little bit about him. I know fucking Alonzi and all that bollocks. Right, I fucking... They all had a quirky thing like that, but that, that was his, yeah. Yeah, I, like, I know fucking trainers with a suit and all of that, right? I got, I've got a rough kind of approximation of the character there. Uh, oh. Also, I've already downloaded the artwork to do the fucking cover art. And it's got David Tennant on it. So, right, okay. uh, let's let's do that. Let's go with uh, David Tennant then. It's either that or it's a big question mark. Um, <laughs> just put the phone boxes up. I did think about just putting the phone boxes up. I don't know if that's eye-catching enough, though. No, so, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, okay, so David Tennant's Doctor Who. So he's armed with what? The sonic screwdriver. They've all got, they've all got a sonic screwdriver of some sort. What does it do? It's a screwdriver, but it you it <laughs> uses it. But it, it it well, primarily it's a screwdriver, so it move it moves shit, but with sound waves rather than physically touching it. But then over over re, no more recent years, it like hacks computers and you know, deactivates robots and all sorts of shit. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I think we're I think we're missing a podcast here where you just explain Doctor Who to me in episode of time. It, I won't, it, ha, it has I won't been watch, suggested. I won't watch them. You just explain them to me an episode at a time and see if I can follow it. Uh, it, it has been suggested. Right. right. So the sonic screwdriver, what like it, it what manipulates sound waves? Is it like Banshee and yeah. X Men? Is it kind of, but quieter? Okay. So how doesn't it shatter all the glass in the phone box? Because it's a it's a very targeted um, pitch. Okay. Okay. So I think I follow. So that's his weapon. He's got like a sonic. Is it like a sonic disruptor or is it like a sonic weapon? No, that... it's just a fucking screwdriver. 
<laughs> that's never not going to be funny to me. That he fights people with a screwdriver. He's well, like he a fight, he runs away. Killer. He doesn't fight anybody. He doesn't fight. He doesn't care. He runs away. A He's lot. like an amateur serial killer, like coming after you with a fucking screwdriver, <laughs> and just jam into your head. Like, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. He doesn't fight. Like Bill and Ted are not really fighters either. But this is a fight to the death. So yeah, oh, this is gonna, this is going to be an interesting one. See how we get to actual deaths in this one. So he's going to have to fight him with a screwdriver. Yeah. Now, thing but is, though, a screwdriver hasn't got a point. No, I was going to say, it looks like the fucking hilt of a lightsaber. Yes. When you look at it, right? Yeah. It looks like you should have a lightsaber. Yeah. Now, if BBC can afford to make fucking man-eating dustbins, why can't they give him a lightsaber? Because that would be much cooler. Because it's not in keeping with the character. But the character changes. But the character is always at heart a, a war deserter. He's a pacifist. Well, so are Jedi's. Yeah, they were also no, peacekeepers. Like they don't, yeah, they, it's right there. They're on peacekeeping missions. Like, okay, so they can fucking cut a motherfucker's arms off and shit. But they're primarily pacifists. They, you know, they, they're kind of like, I'm not going to fight you unless you fight me first. But if you touch me or anybody I care about, I'm just going to fuck you up. Like, laser sword, meow. Fuck, that is not the noise of light. That's a cat. <laughs> I was, I was kind of thinking it's more like a car, like when you're in school and you're uh, one of them. Um, oh, fucking hell. I told you I was tired tonight. <laughs> I'm tired. I we're talking about something I've fucking no idea about. So this is going to go all over the place. Um, right. So anyway, he doesn't have a lightsaber. He has a fucking screw, a screwdriver without a point. Yeah. And 3D glasses. glasses. Why does he have 3D glasses? They were important in an episode, so he wore them for an entire season, building up to that episode. And it was never explained why or how we knew or any shit like that. See, that's the kind of bullshit that I've just got no time for. That and Manny and Dustin's and stuff. Like, look, there's got to be a fucking point. You know, just. Well, I mean, in, in the episode, it, there was a reason for it. And it was something to do with, with being able to see particular particles or some shit. But it was so badly explained, I can't remember because I haven't seen that in about 10 years. Um, but there was a reason for it. But they. It wasn't explained until like, the last episode of the season, whereby he wore them from episode one, and you just kind of accepted that it was a quirky thing that he did now. So, are these like the shit three D glasses oh, from like, the comics? Yeah, yeah, with with the green and the red film in them. Yeah. <laughs> so you take what we've just said is probably like probably the most handsome leading man they've had. Uh, oh, they, the yeah, they, I mean, they probably downplayed him. And you cover his fucking eyes up. Great, well done, BBC. Um, <laughs> Okay, so he's got 3D... Well, I mean, they're not a weapon, though, are they? 3D glasses or anything. I mean, he's just as well take his fucking trainer off and throw it at someone as used 3D glasses as a weapon. In fact, the trainer's more fucking effective. Yeah. Um, he had really spiky hair as well, didn't he? He could, like, rhinoceros them or something. Just Yeah, maybe. But, um, um, okay, so he's got a sonic screwdriver and a phone box that... Like, now, it doesn't just travel through time, does it? It travels through dimensions, is that right? Not space. intentionally. It travels through space and it occasionally breaks down dimensional barriers when it's not supposed to because it fucks up. Okay. So it's kind but of. Yeah, ge generally, it's not within this plane of existence, just in space and time. Okay. So he travels through space and time. Bill and Ted, on the other hand, no weapons whatsoever. Nope. Apart from like music and really, really big amps. Yeah. And fucking guitars, which technically are weapons. Like, yeah. You you get somebody with a guitar fighting somebody with a screwdriver. My money's on the guy with a guitar because that's fucking it's fairly heavy. And it's got so, reach as well. Yeah, it has. I mean, they can swing it like a. I mean, it's an axe. Yeah, and, and you're like a honky tonk man. Yeah, exactly. So I guess they've got guitars. Um, now, Doctor Who's immortal, but I mean, Bill and Ted have been brought back from the dead technically. Yeah. So and they know death, like yeah. death's on their side. 
So they've got that going for them as well. So they're not so fucking easy to kill. Plus, there's two of them, and there's one of Doctor Who. So this is technically a two-on-one fight. It is. Now, the biggest problem with this as a fight, two-on-one or any other way, is that they're all fucking pussies. They are all pussies, definitely. Not a single one of them is going to want to throw a punch at the other. No, no um, as you say, they're more likely to throw a shoe. Yeah, I mean, maybe they get, I don't know, I guess the phone boxes have a slight kind of fender bender in the, in the time tubes. Well, I, 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 did I send you the link last week when we did? You did, um, I haven't had a yeah. chance to watch it um, yet. Yeah. So somebody has has animated, um, uh, and it's, it's Doctor Who-centric, uh, um, but it's basically they, they meet in, no, they, they have a, uh, a mid-space collision. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I haven't watched it because I knew we were doing this episode, and I was like, I don't want to watch that so that I'm got that in my head. I want us to do our thing, and then and then I'll go and watch it. So, but it is that then, is it? Basically, oh. they have the phone boxes. I mean, that's that's yeah. the logic. I, mean, I, I only watched the first thirty seconds, um, and then after that, I kind of turned it off because again, same reason. Yeah, that's the logical way for this fight to start, isn't it? For them to have an argument over who's fucking crashed into who, like who's. Pe- I mean, first of all, you get the impression Bill and Ted probably aren't fucking insured. Well, so, yeah, I mean, Chris, I mean, the the antenna on that thing's got more gum on it than antenna holding it together. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's, de- oh, it's definitely not got through a fucking MOT. Um, <laughs> but then the TARDIS is fucking vintage as well. Can it, isn't it like can the TARDIS turn into other things as well though? It was supposed to. So um, it rig- whatever the TARDIS was, it has it has a cloaking thing um, which can make it blend into wherever it is but it, that got ah, stuck sorry, but it's broke yeah it's broken it got stuck i know that i know that right okay yeah and so it got stuck and it can't change into anything else however every time there's a new fucking doctor it changes ever so slightly like the paint job changes and the stickers on the outside change and the inside changes so, so it can't fucking change it's not yeah. stuck it's not do they, do they ever attempt to explain that away possibly i can't remember or is I mean, it, it just like yeah no new doctor new tardis it's it's um I mean it's I think it's just kind of like no they they had no their personality is reflected or something but no it's it's broken and still can't change into anything other than a blue phone box. So how does the personality thing? It's like do they do they like not have the memories of the other ones? They, yeah, they have all the memories. Eventually, they come they come back. So when when the body dies and they regenerate, um, I said this wasn't going to be a Doctor Who podcast, but kind of it seems like it's uh, going that way. I, I, um, just, I yeah I, I'm interested. Um yeah so um. The body dies, and you know, they go through this process, which takes a you know, can take a couple of days, um, where the, the the cells in the body regenerate. So that's how you get you know, different heights, gender, race, whatever. Um, um, so they have that, and then while that's going on, they're just in you know, the way it's generally portrayed is that it's a really long, painful process, um, except when they haven't got long left in the episode. Um, and then so you go through that, and then things come back to them, but they so it's 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 kind of like you no. Know, they're kind of like a talking toddler for the first episode where they, you know, they're discovering the fact they can stand up and they've got teeth in their head and shit like that. And then they, you know, they, they revert back to being the character, but obviously with a new personality, but with all of the old memories and all of the old, uh, all of the old um, stories and everything else. So where does the personality come from? Because personality is but it's, experience. It's when, yes, but it's, it's kind of as... I'm again. I don't know for, for definite, but I'm guessing it's when when it's rege- when it's regenerating. It's rege- it, so it it basically re- um, reconfigures the brain. Okay. So I mean, experience. Yeah, will, yeah I can lot, see that. Yeah, yeah. Experience will inform a lot of your personality. But obviously, you will you will like different things. You will like different colors, different flavors, different sounds. All these th- no, all these things will inform your personality as well. They're the things you know that you think that look good. No, mm-hmm. no, you have no. One will be in a suit. One will be in trainers. One will be, you know, one will be in a leotard. You know, it's just whatever they, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. they decide to do. So it's, I mean, they kind of convey it that way. So there's, there are certain parts of the of the, of the character which don't change. You know, the fact that 
no, he slash he doesn't kill people. They don't fight. They run away. And there, there, there there's no, there's, there's a certain moral code which it, which never fluctuates. Those things are all been built into the characters, and the personality is just literally down to whoever they were portraying it and how they see you know, how they see it developing and how the writers see it developing. So there's, it, it's just basically a blank slate. It's, 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 we've got a new actor. We can do something a bit different, a bit quirky with the same character, really. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's what they, it's what they never do with James Bond, which, you know, they, in theory, they could. Um, no, you, you make James yeah. Bond, you make James Bond a code name, and everything, well, whenever. It's, I think I mean, it kind of is at this point, isn't it? I think well, yeah. So I mean, accepted I mean, that it is. Yeah. So I mean, no, you change the actor and you have a completely different personality behind it in theory, mm-hmm. because you just don't do it. Yeah. Um, so it, it's that sort of thing, and you can get away with it that way, I think. Okay. Right. So yeah, that was just me going down that rabbit hole. Like, like I said, I, I, I know very little about it, so I find it interesting because I know nothing about it. So this is new information to me. Um, still doesn't make me want to watch Doctor Who because it still sounds like a load of wank. Uh, anyway, moving on. So. <laughs> So they crash phone boxes. Yeah. I reckon in a straight-up phone box crash, the TARDIS is coming off better than Bill and Ted's Oh, God, box. yeah. Because Bill and Ted's phone box is, like, entirely glass, very flimsy. Uh, like you say, the antennas held together with fucking bubblegum and sticky tape, whereas the TARDIS is, like, an old... Like... Oh, it's, it's like a proper wooden box. It's no yeah, it's like a but, police but, box. Uh, but, but, I mean, it's, well, it's not, well, it's not even a wooden box. It's a spaceship. It's just disguised as a wooden box. Yeah, so, I mean, t- like, first and foremost, would the TARDIS just smash straight through Bill and Ted's phone box? <laughs> Probably because it, it fucking spins as well, doesn't it? So it's got perpetual yeah. motion as well. Yes. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a bullet, isn't it? <laughs> it's just kind of spiraling. Yeah, like a really not streamlined bullet. Yeah, it's kind of spiraling. Whereas Bill and Ted's phone box just kind of slides, isn't that? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because they have the whole time tube thing, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, plus, they have like no space in their phone box. They oh, they're uh, probably crammed in, in. Yeah. Whereas the TARDIS like is massive inside. So again. If they get smashed up, like they got a good chance of getting some glass in their fucking throat or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh yeah, you're Whereas... talking collateral damage just from the collision. I know. Yeah. I know. The metal's going to buckle and all sorts of shit. I mean, as you know, a phone box is like they're flimsy as fuck anyway. Yeah. So, so I mean, Bill and Ted are pretty fucked up before they even get out to argue over whose fault it is. Yeah, although you kind of get the impression that I mean, with Bill, I mean, no, Frog would say they they have the collision, they land on the nearest fucking no wherever, and. Time period. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they land in a time period. In a time so. period, yeah. Um, they're going to be so fucking chilled out about it, so mellow about it. And I'd imagine the Doctor would be as well. As whoever's with him is going to be mouthing off, especially if it's somebody like Catherine Tate, who was really fucking gobby. Oh, I forgot yeah. Catherine Tate was in it. I, I, like I really I, nice I, 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 I really like her character, actually. She was very much not Catherine Tate. Oh. Um, yeah, all of... All of uh, Tennant's companions were really fucking gobby and chopsy. Um, Billy Piper, as you can imagine, would just you know, mouth off at everybody because she was you know, she was portraying a chav, and it's fairly chavvy herself anyway a lot of the time. Um, and whatever so, happened yeah, to we, Billy Piper? This fucking episode's on... all over the place tonight, isn't it? <laughs> what? Um, she's just done a new series on Sky called she... Everyone Hates Susie. It's apparently okay. quite good. I've not watched it. Oh, I, I've got time for Billy Piper, to be fair. Um, so, um, but yeah, so I mean. Uh, I I get I get the impression that um, Bill and Ted would be really fucking chilled about it, and they'd be just like, "Oh, sorry, dudes." And Tennant's going to be going, "Look at the state of that, and what you've done to my phone box, and my paint job, and oh, that's fucking older than you are, and it's older than God, and all the rest of it." And then whichever companion comes out the fucking thing behind him is going to be straight in on the insurance. And where's your fucking no? Where's this? And that was your fault. And no, it was our right away, and just going to be kicking off straight away. Uh, but similarly, the second Bill and Ted are in any kind of danger, the second there's an element of threat. Rufus is going to show up and be like, whoa, back the fuck off. 
Yeah, like, true. These two are the chosen ones. You back the fuck off. Like, and then he he's going to tell them some sort of way that they just go back in time and the exact and point they need to go to to undo the collision ever happening. Now, the problem with that is that Doctor Who is also a time traveler. Yeah. So he could also go back in time. Yeah, no, I, I think you're going to play fucking chase tag through time. Yeah, until they, this until just until they exchange insurance details. Paradox after paradox after paradox. Like, because that's kind of how I see it going. Is every no matter what they do, they just layer in paradox on top of paradox, where one's going to end up in the other's timeline and just keep smashing into each other. Yeah. Now, I mean, the they and do... then the DeLorean comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all fucked. Yeah, and then the Legends of Tomorrow show up, and then everything's just in the Wave Rider, and everything's just all to fuck. Like, <laughs> kind of like this episode. Yeah, all over the fucking shop. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they did kind of address paradoxes um, in one of the series of Doctor Who, whereby the the TARDIS doesn't allow them, like it, it will steer them away from them unless it's specifically configured in a way to create them. Right. Okay. So the whole, the whole it's it's kind of like the whole crossing streams thing in in Ghostbusters. It's 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 very much set up that it's it's a thing. So when it happens, it's done for a reason. I mean that's very clever, right? And I approve of that. <laughs> that's that's it's some excellent hand waving paradoxes. Nah, fuck it. Tardis stops that. I'm all on but, board for shit like that. But I mean they they do they kind of make a thing of. I mean they they certainly in. Well, they've explained it away in the world. Yeah, they've more in more recently they've they've done more certainly in since. Since Steve Moffat took over, so that would have been with uh, Rubberface. Um, I mean Matt Smith. Um, they were they kind of made the TARDIS its own sort of character. So all of a sudden, it's not just a ship that malfunctions. It's no, it's it won't let him do stuff. Right. Or it, no, it, or it will no. It it's it gets to a certain point in time and it runs away because it can't no. It can't be there because there's another version of it there. So okay. it kind of, so the whole they've they've done crossover episodes, but it's never the TARDISes come together. It's always the people. Right. So they do kind of address it um, latterly. I mean, they did kind of go 45 years before they made up that rule. Yeah, uh, it sounds like they do that a lot. But to be fair, when the show's changing writing teams as much as that is, and it's been going for as long as it has, then, yeah, exactly. you know, this isn't Game of Thrones where they've got eight short series and they should be able to keep it tight. Uh, but, you know, that's for two days' time. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so Bill and Ted go back in time to fix it. And then if they avoid the TARDIS completely... Then there's no drama, is there? So there's no, no fight. So we can't have that because somebody's, as we always but, say, somebody's got to fucking die. <laughs> but then, I mean, it depends if they can because if the tar- if the phone booth is fucked up from the collision, then it's not going to be able to go back in time to avoid it. Good fucking point. So they're going to be stuck. Yeah. So how no. does Rufus get them out of that? Well, but Rufus would come in another fucking phone box, wouldn't he? Because he'd have to get back. Well, it wouldn't be a phone box, would it? Yeah, it would be something else, wouldn't it? It would be something else. Like a fucking mailbox would, or something. There would be another time vessel. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, there's... Or, they, or, or no, this is the Bill and Ted move because hijinks. Um, yeah. They would probably steal the TARDIS in order to go back in time and talk to an earlier version of themselves and tell them not to take the phone booth through the time tube to whatever yeah. time it was. Yeah, to That's be somewhere that... else. So now they're jacking the TARDIS. Yeah, and that's where your fight comes from. Yeah, uh, probably with the TARDIS rather than Doctor Who, by the sound of it. Yeah, I mean, again, they kind of make a thing that no, nobody else can fly it. So no, they. But I mean, it's again, it's the Doctor Doctor Who way that he just say, "Well, fucking come in, and I'll take you back there, and we'll fix it." Yeah, I mean, he really did not think this through, did we? No, it, it seems like he just doesn't want to fight at all. No, he doesn't. He never does. That's the whole what point. What kind of, of it. fucking hero is that? <laughs> 
just he doesn't want to fight doesn't mean he doesn't but anyway it's it's he puts things right without violence you know it's 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 uh he comes up with clever no much like bill and ted would do he'll come up with a really convoluted plan to avoid fighting but to still get shit done i'm sorry i was raised in the 80s i don't understand <laughs> sort it without violence um, <laughs> <laughs> How does anybody I, get shit done? I don't know. Yeah, I, I know Rambo and Commando and <laughs> and Terminator. I don't know. Let's sort it out without violence. I'm sorry. That's not how heroes work, is it? <laughs> well. No, I look, I approve. I, I, I do approve. If you can pull that off, and especially if you can pull it off for as many episodes as Doctor Who does. Oh, then, fucking hundreds at this point. Uh-huh. That That's quite clever because um, a hero who's constantly running away is not really a hero because he's not going to take a lot of action, is he? Um, interesting. Well, I'm, 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 I'm not sure. I mean, there, there's, there's, there's other, there's, there are other forms of action within it. So just you know, through not fighting, he, he still has to do all of the, the capery stuff. He just doesn't throw a punch. And you get the impression if he did, it would be kind of like you no know, throwing a you no, know, just having SpongeBob come up behind you and give you a slap. Would that depend on the doctor as well, though? Presumably, wouldn't it? Because again, I think Capaldi could probably give you a good Cap- fucking. Capaldi was a, a tenant. Actually, tenant was quite an angry doctor at times. Yeah. Um, but again, it was you no. Know, it was I'm gonna. I'm so angry. I'm gonna give you a severe fucking bollocking. I'm well, not actually not gonna fun. kick your ass. Yeah, that's um, not fun. Capaldi was. I think again, the problem with Capaldi is you kind of expect him to Malcolm Tucker it at some point. I think he could fuck you, you up if you put. You him expect you expect him to completely lose his shit, and he never does. Yeah, because he, they tried to make him far too intellectual. Okay. And like in uh, the last series he was in, no, they they placed him in a university. That was his cover. He was he was a fucking professor. So it's no, it's that it's that sort of no. It's it's like they kind of went too far to take him away from that Malcolm Tucker image because that's they knew people. A lot kids watching it wouldn't know any different because kids aren't going to be watching the thick of it. But adults watching it will have also a lot of them will have also seen that or will as yeah, soon yeah. as he was announced they'll have gone out to see to look for that to see what else he's in. So I mean, you you have to go with him because like you no, know, the character is com- the complete opposite of Malcolm Tucker. But you just want him to do it. You just yeah. want him to start ranting. I, I'd I'd watch that if they did yeah. that. They made an episode where like, he just yeah. cut loose. Yeah, he goes back in time and just fucking lets loose on Hitler. And just yeah, and like kicks the shit out of Daleks. Just, just runs around yeah. literally just kicking him over, just in temper. <laughs> As the stupid little fucking things come waddling towards him, just fucking kick them in the head so they topple yeah. over. No, they fucking, fucking ruin that as well. Yeah, because the they whole... fucking fly now, don't yeah. they? Yeah, and the, the, whole, the whole thing with them was, was you know, when they reintroduced them in the current run, is that you know, they'd always you no, know, it was always post-war and they were all they were all fucked and you know, none of them none of them had any powers anymore. Um, but they and but they were terrifying as long as you didn't go upstairs. Yeah, once you went upstairs, fucked. Yeah. Downstairs they could follow you; they just fall a bit. Yeah. Upstairs, they had no chance. They do it. Then yeah. all of a su- all of a sudden, and they made a joke about it in the first episode they were in in this run, whereby they um, they were darting up the stairs, and they were in um, the Millennium Stadium uh, where they filmed it, and they were darting up the stairs, and somebody's up the stairs going, ah, "What are you going to do now?" And the fucking thing just opened his, opened the base up a little bit, and this fucking engine turned on, and it just levitated, and ruined my fucking childhood. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> It's just yeah, they they they're just shit though, aren't they? <laughs> they are shit. Let, well, let, let's call them what they are. They are fucking shit. This ultimate fucking killing machine and all the rest of it. But they, they look like a fucking shuttlecock. <laughs> there is nothing frightening about a shuttlecock. 
I tell you, I tell you what, the thing that makes me laugh when you when you're driving on non motorways, but on like um, A roads and B roads where they where they've got minor service service stations, and you have the signs of the, the cross knife and fork, the picnic table, the WC, and a shower. Yeah, it took me fucking ages to realize it was a shower. Because like even the way the, the water droplets are spaced out and everything, it just looks like a bastard Dalek. Dalek, yeah, I can see that. Uh, and if you're driving into Cardiff, incidentally, for a long time, there's not now, but there were literal Daleks on the yeah. brown road signs pointed towards the Doctor Who experience. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that would be confusing. But no, they they looked like fucking giant shuttlecocks. Yeah, and like, like, there are far better, um, far better villains that they've had, and over years, over the years, they've they've developed those. But they keep coming back to the Daleks, being like these ultimate killing machines, genocidal, fucking you know, masters, and all the rest of it. But they constantly fucking up. I mean, can you imagine? Ultimate killing machines, right? I mean, we're not doing this week because we're doing the Doctor and Bill and Ted. But you're talking ultimate killing machines. Can you imagine putting one of those against a T-800? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd wipe every single one of them out, the whole army of them, in seconds. Yeah. Just give him an Uzi and watch him fuck them all up. <laughs> like... and, and then you get the, um, the, the the connection with Edward Matt Smith being Skynet as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's... We're back to fucking Bill and Ted. We're all over the shop. We really should do Mark Explains Doctor Who to Chris because that seems to be what this is turned into, really, doesn't it? Uh, we'll call it Doctor What. There you go. Um, Doctor right. Who gives a fuck. Doctor What the fuck is more like it. Yeah, there you go. Great minds think alike. Um, so they've got to fight some way or the other. So it's, it's, But I, I don't think, from what you've said then, particularly about Tenant, I think he's more likely to be the aggressor because I, I just don't think Bill and Ted have an aggressive no, I don't either. in their body. That's the problem. And uh, the thing is as well, like, I mean, wh- whichever iteration you take, be it um, the, um, the film version uh, or the first series animated version. I'm, I mean, I'm we've got to take the film version of Bill and Ted, surely. Well, I mean, the, the char- because... Um, I mean, those characters, characters were the same anyway. Yeah, they, they, were, they were the same because you, know, you had the same people doing them as well. And the, the, there wasn't any nuance between the two. Um, but you can kind of see, if anything, Tennant's going to be just getting arsy about stuff and going off in a bit of a rant. They're just going to be like, oh, whatever. And then it's going to turn into a fucking slap fight. I don't it's, know that I can see it. I, I could see Tennant maybe getting involved in the slap fight. Well, like, no, like, a, like, a, like a cartoon slap fight where they're, just, no, they're, they're slapping each other's hands away, not even an actual fight. Yeah, I, I reckon... Like a bit of you know, man bags. I reckon pushed far enough. Like, it, like if physical pain is involved, I reckon pushed far enough, either Bill or Ted could throw a decent punch. I, they'd, yeah, I mean, they'd have to be But you'd have to push far. them. Yeah, you would have to push them pretty far. I mean... Again, they've got those guitars. They could bollock Doctor Who over the head with it. Well, I mean, not only that. I mean, if they do that, it's going to break. And then you've got a garrote. Shit, yeah. But then if they break their guitars, they can't write the song that unites the world. Now, surely this is going to be against Doctor Who's whole raison d'etre, isn't it? Well, yeah. So I mean, he's, he's just going to be one, one in their insurance details to fix the fucking TARDIS anyway. Doesn't he have to therefore protect Bill and Ted? Yeah, what's yeah, his yeah. thing i don't know what's his well, thing it, it, i, I assume he was like jaunting through time trying to fix it is he like shit quantum leap that's kind <laughs> no, of what not, i always thought no not quite so i mean it's the way they it's if if there if there's a position in no if there's a, there's fixed events in time so some things have to happen so he has to so the timeline has to be protected right which is kind of anti-bill and ted because they kind of just go and take people out of their timeline and Ah, yeah, they do take them out of the timeline, but... They do put them back as well. They put them back, and it always works in a linear fashion 
like they don't alter events so much yeah. as they take a lot of the time to help them to put them on their course to solidify the timeline well, that has time... them saving the world. But yeah, so the whole thing with the timeline it's got to be preserved. So, like for example, in the Rose Parks episode, um, it trans it, it transpired there weren't enough people on the bus for her to have to give up her seat because it wasn't full. So they ended up having to be on that bus with her, but not actually with her, but in on the same bus just to take up seats so that that event could occur. Um, and they they kind of tried to put a bit of a slant on it, whereby somebody had come back from the no, from the future to try and stop her being on that bus. So and that's altering the course of Black history in in America and all the rest of it. So th- there was they did try and make a bit more of it, but it just didn't work. I mean that that whole series was there was there were some very definite social comments on it, but it was quite fucking dull. It was dour in places, to be honest. Yeah, I mean. That's important work, I think, you know, yeah, and that's, I, but what a shit episode, like you solve it by sitting on a bus. Well, yeah, like, and it was kind of, I mean, the, there was, so there was, there was something else in it which happened, which I thought was going to pay off later on, um, whereby this time agent who'd come back um, to stop that event from happening was blasted into the fucking past somewhere. I assumed we'd see him again at some point. I assumed that was seeding because that was quite an early episode as well. I assumed that was building up to some sort of finale. Right. Never fucking saw him again. Great. So it is like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, um, may pop up in the future because I mean, we do. I mean, we do still have the same Doctor. We just have the same showrunner. So it's possible that they, you know they can bring that character. There's no reason they can't bring that character back. Um, it just didn't happen, and that's no, and that's what I'd expect. No, I'd, I'd expect of an arc. Although there's not a huge arc in in this latest in, in that series in that particular um, season. Um, I would have expected that to pay off at the end of the season. It just didn't. Mm. You, you earlier on you were kind of selling me on Doctor Who a little bit. Now, not so much. I mean, it, um, the problem is, I mean, that particular series. I mean, the Capaldi seasons were shit. I really didn't take to those. Um, and the first Jodie Whittaker season wasn't. It, it, I say it, it. It had a far greater emphasis on social work than it did on being a fun, entertaining fucking TV show. And they they kind of remedied that in the last season. They you know they there was an arc. Um, it went from episode one to episode twelve, I think it was. No, they, they, it did the full season. Um, it followed through. So, um, it it wasn't. It didn't have the sort of the the, the sheer childish joy you got from Tennant and Smith. No, the mm-hmm. the these episodes are a lot darker. Um, and the characters portrayed as a lot of, the, the lightness isn't there. I um, Jodie Whittaker kind of plays the character as a bit of a scatterbrain, which I, doesn't really work. Um, certainly for me. Um, but it's, it's unfortunate just... to do that for the first female one as well, isn't it? Yeah, Why does she it's... have to be a scatterbrain? Why mean, can't she be kind of headstrong it. and intelligent? Why... Well, this is it. And she's not very headstrong, but they kind of do it whereby, and the first couple of episodes, you kind of go, well, still regenerating. And they've done it. They did it with Tennant. They did it with Smith. There's no reason why they can't be doing that. And as no, as the character comes back more back, comes back into itself, comes more, more into its own, then you kind of drop that. But it's kind of you no know, the stops mid sentence to say something else because she'll be talking about toast. Oh, I like toast. What I have, uh, there's there's a really good thing with toast whereby they they put pineapple. Oh, pineapples, and it's just all over the fucking place, and you can't follow a fucking sentence. And it takes a while to really get into that mindset to to be able to follow what's going on with that character. And when you when you kind of filter that noise out, it works quite well. But it's just it's been done as a character quirk, but it's just really annoying because it just for whatever reason it grates. And you just say, well. You don't need those extra words. It's not adding anything to the character. You're not making the character seem quirky or funny or anything else. You're just pissing people off because she's so fucking ditzy. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It, it is that. unfortunate. And I think that they, they have, in places, tried to, to fix it. And they just haven't got there yet, I don't think. Mm. I mean, 
Okay, so we've gone way off topic again, right? I am going to attempt to bring us back on topic, and we will stay on topic. Okay. That is my goal here, because we're talking about being fucking ditzy and being mm, pineapple. Like, we've done that this entire episode. Um, <laughs> I feel like every I'm, I'm episode... blaming our internet connection. I'm, I'm blaming the dodgy internet that hasn't helped hopefully listeners you won't have realized this but we've had a dropped connection about four times already so this might be quite disparate this might be all over the fucking shop um and we may be repeating ourselves a lot if so i'm sorry we're not time traveling it's just skype is shit tonight um it's a glitch in the matrix uh yeah no that's a different keanu reeves film um so Okay, so theoretically then, as I was saying before we went off on the last tangent, actually Doctor Who should be trying to protect Bill and Ted because well, yeah. we we know that in you know in, in the Bill and Ted verse, as it were, which it's a thing. We in, yeah, like are we is Doctor Who in the Bill and Ted universe or Bill and Ted in the Doctor Who universe? That's the question. Well, I mean as I said earlier on, I mean there have been occasions where they have ended up in, in alternate dimensions because there have been rifts or damage to space-time continuum or some shit. Oh. Um, it's physics I don't understand because, you know, science, yes. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, it's, it's entirely feasible. They couldn't have. They could have crossed over into the same universe. So, really speaking, he has to protect Bill and Ted. He can't allow them to die. No, unless that's the fixed event that has to happen on his, in his timeline, but then that would fuck up their timeline so it doesn't really work. Um, generally, what you would find though is that if he's fucked, if Doctor Who has fucked up and gone into another t- into another timeline or into another dimension, it's generally because the Daleks did something wrong or the Cybermen okay. did something wrong. Um, so, I mean, he's going to be protecting everybody, including Bill and Ted, from them because that's what he does. So, I mean, but... the, the threat's not going to be him, but that doesn't help us win a fight to the death. No, uh... and, unless their path to becoming the chosen ones is to side with the Cybermen or the Daleks. Possibly, that's interesting, isn't it? Maybe they have to become evil overlords. Maybe, maybe Rufus is is actually the master in another fucking iteration that isn't mm. John Sim. Um, but but I mean, everything we've seen thus far is that when they become the chosen ones, like they bring about world peace and there's this utopian society and everything yeah. is perfect. So, and I'm for the second time on this podcast, I'm going to say something to this effect and. I don't necessarily know I 100% believe it, but if they have to massacre a few thousand people to get to that... Well, the whole Dalek ethos is that... The whole Dalek ethos was that they were creating a perfect society which didn't involve humans, it involved Daleks. So what's to say that actually that utopia isn't what they're striving for? Mm. It's the Thanos argument all over again, isn't it? It's the Thanos argument. I mean, the the Daleks are a very clear Nazi allegory, but... You put you, you put it through the Thanos lens and say, well, hang on, it, what they're doing is that actually for the greater good? Mm. And I mean, I, I refer back to it quite often. There's a Mitchell and Webb sketch where they're dressed as SS officers and something happens, and um, David Mitchell turns to Robert Webb, says, Robert Webb says, "Are we the baddies in this war?" <laughs> and you know, and no, you, you get the whole thing where you know, lots of uh, lots of Germans after the war, you know, we, you know, we were following orders, we did this, we did that because we had to. Um, but there's this whole realization. Actually, your ideology might say that actually you're you're right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two not sides. Condone, to not story. condoning Nazi Germany or any of the rest of it. Not. I'm just saying. No, I'm just putting that out there. Now that's not my bag. However, there will have been an argument made, and there could be an argument made here that what the Daleks are trying to do is create the perfect society, and that no, that leads Bill and Ted into their into their destiny. How the fuck did the Daleks get involved? Who invited the fucking pepper pots to this? The Daleks are always fucking there. They're always involved. Because when you can't think of a way to to end the Doctor Who series, you bring the Daleks in. Everything was about the Daleks all along. 
Right, okay. So the Daleks have put Bill and Ted on this path to become... So Bill and Ted are the bad guys, then? Depending on your point of view. Through a, through a particular lens, yeah. Okay. So so that is what now puts Doctor Who at odds with Bill and Ted, we're saying, is that he doesn't want their utopian site. He doesn't want them to become the great ones. Yeah, because that will unleash the Daleks on all of, all of civilization. Okay, so... I think that is enough for both sides to actually fight then because they yeah. are now literally fighting for the future of mankind in their own respective ways. Can I just point out it's taken 58 minutes for us to get to the fucking point? Uh, well, yeah, but it won't be that long for the listeners because they'll probably lose about three or four of them. Well, so, yeah, true. Still, it's taken a long time to get to the, the fucking point. the best part of an hour to get to the fucking point. But we got there. So. <laughs> We yes, did we did. And the fight will probably be really fucking short now as well. Well, no, they're actually... Right, okay, so they're actually going to fight for this now. So it is, it's sonic screwdrivers against guitars then, isn't it? Yes. Is what it basically is. But it's also, as we said, two against one. Yeah. But if they twat Doctor Who with a guitar, even both of them, if they twat him from both sides with a guitar... Well, like a, like a guitar rather than a concerto. Rather than a concerto. Yes. Oh, nice. I like that. Well, it could be a concerto. They are musicians. Uh. So... Uh, but let's say, yeah, let's say they twat him from both sides. Um, even if that does massive damage, like if they kill him, just but, another but I mean, one that, that in that. itself, that in itself isn't going to kill him, is it? No, but what I'm saying is like their weapons are blunt objects, aren't they? So they're going to yeah. carry on beating him until he dies. Like maybe he's going to internally hemorrhage or something like that. Or yeah. it'll take but... him a while to die. And you know, even when he's regenerating, it takes a while to go through. I mean, what you've got to remember, this, this, the sonic screwdriver thing actually would have a purpose here because you know, we said if Bill and Ted have got guitars and big fucking amps, he's going to use that. He's going to cause a ma- he can use that to cause a massive feedback loop through the amp. Blow their ears so they can't play music, then they can't become the great ones, but then he doesn't have to kill anyone. What well, a may- wanker. May- maybe, that, maybe that causes a massive fucking brain hemorrhage in both of them, just the sheer pressure of the sound wave. I mean, they're into heavy rock, though. You know? <laughs> Oh dear God! Um, but yeah, I mean it's. So see, this is see, this is where I'm going with this. Okay, so yes, yeah, right, that, play that it out. right, that could definitely work. He could he could like literally scanners their heads with it with the sonic screwdriver, right? Hmm. He could do that. Um, but I was thinking from their point of view, like if they're attacking him because there's two of them, there's a good chance they're going to get to him before he gets a shot off with that screwdriver, right? So if they get him and start beating on him, even if they like incapacitate him, hmm. like he's. He's just going to regenerate and come back, isn't he? But then he's going to come back as a simpleton, you're saying? Well, not, I mean, not necessarily a simpleton. I mean, there's, there's, um, let's try to do the best way to explain it. I mean, when you go from Eccleston to, to Tennant, that's probably the best example you get of that regeneration period. And he's, st- he's, no, he's still fucking you know, massively intelligent. And it's, you no, know, it's just like his brain's in overload because he's, you no, know, ex- this this particular set of eyes are experiencing color for this for the first time and then smells and tastes and all that stuff. And it's it's so it's no, it's not like he's a symbol, it's just he's in fucking overload because there's so much going on. Um no, they, But he's gonna be distracted, is what it, I'm saying. I mean, again, yes or no, because in that in that particular episode there was a, an alien alien invasion on Christmas Day on that in that episode. Um and he still managed to foil that with one arm. Um they again they it was part of the whole um regeneration thing that if you killed the body during a regeneration then it would die because it hadn't a chance to properly regenerate in the first place therefore it would die however again going back to the last series when they just completely fucked that over 
it now doesn't work. Okay, so I mean, if it, if, if they're going to beat him, it's going to be the head in the jar. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. So, I'll say in that again. There, um, there was an episode where there was a the the hand that got chopped off in that Christmas episode. I was just telling you about that was in a jar, and then that eventually grew into another doctor. So even, even if you even if you set, even if you sever the limbs, if the whole regeneration thing is happening, then it'll fucking grow back anyway. So he'll grow a whole new body. Yeah, pretty much. He um, again, there was there was a story reason for it, but if, essentially, yeah. So in order to kill him, they have to right. They need to trap him in a time loop, essentially, yeah. where he's just continually like the the TARDIS needs to be continually fired into like rotating blades or something. So every time he regenerates. They fired just... into a sun once. Um, okay. They trapped him in a time. They trapped him in a time loop. It took him a million years to get out of by punching a a, a, a wall of ice every, every, on everything. And as he did it, he died. But every, no, the, the crack was still there. And he was just in this loop and eventually got out of it. Um, yeah, time loops are difficult because again, he's fucking immortal. Yeah, but if you catch him in a time loop where he's constantly dying at the end of it. Well, what you want is a time loop of about a second, so he hasn't got time to do yeah, anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, and then just like every time he regenerates in this time loop, he pops back the time loop, off comes his head. Regenerates, pops back in the time loop, off comes his head. Regenerates, back, off comes his head. That's what you need. Yeah, now the only problem with that is that I don't think Bill and Ted have such mastery of space and time to be able to do that. No, they definitely, definitely don't. I don't think there is any way Bill and Ted can take him out. No. Because he's fucking immortal. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll say again, when we put this on the list, I didn't know that because they hadn't changed the fucking rules at that point. I, I assumed there was a finite number of them. I assumed they, they were. They, um, they said it was, it's just they can carry on making it, basically. Um, but yeah, there was, it was always there were, there were 12. Um, and then they brought in, they, get, they gave him the extra one to join the Capaldi um, because, again, it suited a story. And then they carried on going after that and they made a thing of how many extra regenerations did he get. They even made a a, a point of it in in his last episode. How many? No, how many did we give you? And then in the last series, we just found out that actually the whole regeneration thing, as as pertains to hang Doctor, on. hang on, we're stupid. Of course they can kill him. Of course they can kill him. The Bill and Ted. The whole thing is that they go back in time. They just go back in time and kill his parents. Didn't our parents? What? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, Where did he come from then? Well, nobody knows. That's the thing. Um, that was the whole thing of the last season. There's this whole, um, the, the whole story arc is called the Forgotten Child, and it's yeah, basically there are no fucking there, no nobody knows where he appeared from. So he's Anakin from. Skywalker. Pretty much, yeah. The Force just shat him out into the universe. Pretty much, yeah. It's um, Space Jesus again. Okay, so where was space? They, they just go back to the point where Space Jesus was first seen, and like, I, I, I don't know. But can they travel in space planet? or they just time? Uh, well, no, Bill and Ted can travel into fucking TVs. They can travel through space and time. They can travel to hell. They could like that phone box does do more than just go through time. Right. Okay. So so they could I guess they could do that. They just need to ask Rufus how to do it. Um but the problem is if he doesn't have parents, I don't know how you stop him being born. Like there must be a series of events that yeah. leads to him being born, right? But, I mean that's not known. So I mean that's that's something we would we can't I don't think we can comment on that because we, we'd be writing some, we'd be rewriting something that's not there, which isn't in the spirit. Well, I mean, if we don't know what it is, then we have to assume that he's been birthed because that is that science. Like things are born. Can like, I it's... can I let you in on a little secret? 
Go on. It's science fiction. Yeah, I get that. I know it's not right. So it, does, so it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily no, I, have to yeah, conform no, no, to no, no, our no. rules. Yeah, 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 I get that. But still, things have to come from somewhere. And could, if if you don't it... explain it within your world, then you have to. It, like the automatic assumption, then, if it's not explained, is that it's the same as as us, right? It's... Well, no, because it's an alien. Well, yeah. But, it could have been born from a fucking star. It could have well, come maybe, from a big but I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me then. But I always assume when there's an alien in in anything, unless it is specifically explained to me that like, right, this alien was created from stardust, then I'm just like, okay, well, when a mummy alien and a daddy alien love each other really much, then you know, really the much. magic happens. Yeah, really much. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't pick up on that. Um, the magic happens and how pops little baby alien like that's that's how things work right <laughs> i mean yeah um, i mean again it, it's 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 difficult and I, I i i'm not as well versed with the last season as i possibly should be going into this but i mean it's but it's the basis of it was that it's not of any species that is known and this this child appeared um as a you know, form of energy so it's fucking dawn um but yeah I mean, that's that's the problem with it it's not a vent no it's it was always assumed that it was it was a time lord born of other time lords who'd been fucking but now all of a sudden they've just they've that part has gone away but they haven't replaced it with anything so okay. there are questions around how that even came to be hmm. there's not enough character to doctor who to get him involved in anything is there he's a cipher pretty much yeah he exists as a cipher for fucking crazy shuttlecocks to like fry people with well, heat beats. It's it's an interesting one looking at it from from a narrative point of view because he is he is very much a cipher for the companions because yeah. the companions it looks on paper on paper it looks like the companions are the cipher into into his universe and that's how we get now how how we get into that but actually it's kind of the reverse it's kind of it's just like well everything he's, he's happens he's around him yeah. Mm. Uh, that's yeah. why I said he was a shit hero earlier on. I'm putting all this together now, and I'm I'm more and more coming to. No wonder I don't fucking like it. Um, I can't support him because well, not even him who it whatever it is this alien. It's got, like, it's got to be an it because it's an alien. It? Yeah, it it has no purpose or meaning or history or anything. It's just it, like if this was a video game, that would all be acceptable. Because you would, but there again, what I've been doing, you see, is projecting myself onto this cipher, just like you would in a video game, which is why I'm saying like, okay, well, he's been birthed from biological parents because that happened to me. Mm. So that's what happens. But if that's not what happens, then I don't understand what he is. So I, yeah, I don't know how we kill him then. Because he's, no. he's a god, essentially, is what we're saying. Well, like I mean, a literal god. That's kind of the way they've. I mean, that's kind of the way they've set it up now with uh, with changing the rules again, um, which yeah, really fucked me off. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I think the only the right. only way to what kill planet him, was he born on? What we planet did he appear on? He appeared what? on Gallifrey, but we don't know where he came from before that. So he was already fully formed when he was on Gallifrey. Yeah, as as we're finding out now. Ah, see. Season. Yeah. Who's think... making this shit up? Well, Jesus. this is this is the problem. Is there are so many there are so many um, so many possibilities where they've gone right. The showrunner is going to do this. For, so for the, this, the, you'll have, they'll have had a run and they've said right. They'll have gone to 
um, head, of, head of whatever department, BBC, and said, right, this is my idea. This is how I want to take it forward. And they'll have a, they'll have a plan for their entire run, more or less. Um, and they'll say, right, okay, well, we're going to establish this, we're going to establish that, we're going to establish the other. And then the next show, I'm going, well, okay, that doesn't really fit. So I'm going to kind of go with that as much as I can, but I'm going to kind of skew it a little bit. So um, let's say Steve Moffat introduced the, the extra lives and then Chibnall's come in and go, well, actually, no, that doesn't fit with what I want to do. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of expand on that to a point where it's not true anymore. And the next one will come in and completely re- just retcon something else. And it's really fucking difficult to keep up with. They really need it like a, well, just a, an overmind. They need a creative director or somebody there, like an editor to sit at the top of this tree and just go, no, yes, no, yes. This is canon. This isn't because this is a, it's a fucking mess, isn't it? Jesus, it, I had no idea. And it, it is a very definite problem because you have so many showrunners um, and you, you're not going to, no, you, you couldn't have a continuity over fucking 60 years as, we, as we've got. Because people don't work for that long. I'm not planning on working working until I'm fucking eighty. No, but... no. So I mean, have, no. So you're not having that overarching mind, isn't there? Because it, the, I mean, the original product as was was so fucking vastly different to what we've got now, anyway. Yeah. That but all, then... you, all you can hope is that all you can do is say, right, okay, well, for for this particular period, we've got this showrunner. So this is the, this is the continuity you're working to. But then if, when they bring somebody else in, they, there's no guarantee that person will be kept on because they'll have a different vision to the next showrunner. No, but look at something now. Like, you look at the way the Marvel Universe is working with Kevin Feige, right? Yeah. You can guarantee before he retires, that universe will probably still be going the way it's making bank, right? There will be a handover process. And but in we'll fact, still be you... waiting for Black Widow by the time that happens. Yeah. And, and in fact, if, if you look at the history of comics in print, you know, if you look at Marvel and DC, every time there's a, a change at the top there... You know, there will be a handover process, and there is always one over every title. And when I say every title, I mean the brand now, not just like mm. I mean Batman. Yeah, we'll have an editor, and Superman will have an editor, but the brand DC Comics or Marvel Comics will have uh, a, a creative in charge of story for everything, just looking after their timeline. And they, you know, it's their job to know everything that's mm. gone before. And yes, stuff gets retconned, but it is a conscious creative decision to say, okay. Well, you can retcon that, but then that is going to mean this, 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 and this didn't happen. So this needs to happen. And somebody will join all those dots. And occasionally, especially in comics and especially with DC, uh, that's going to result in a line-wide reboot. Okay? But even those reboots are explained. So everything has meaning because somebody's controlling it. That is not happening here, though, is it? Somebody's just going, ah, this week I'm going to just... What's happening here is Disney Star Wars is what's happening mm. here. We're not even like episodes seven, eight, and nine, none of them connected properly because they no. all originally they all had different directors. Yeah, I mean that that was a clusterfuck anyway. I mean that was again again, you didn't have I mean you, uh, Kathleen Kennedy was there, but she didn't seem to do any fucking thing with it. You didn't you know you didn't have a Lucas going, right, well we need this is our through line. Even if Lucas isn't writing it, there still needs to be this point, better this or point, worse, yeah, he wasn't there, and the problem yeah. was you try replacing him with JJ, who couldn't tell a story. But if again, he fucking he, smashed a book on his face. Yeah. Even even like, if you said right, okay, JJ is doing the trilogy, and so he will have an idea of what he's doing, and then you know, the powers that be at Disney will say, right, well, we're going to put somebody in who will make sure that this ties up with this, ties up with this, and we'll put a process together. But when you say, right, well, JJ's going to do this one, and then Ryan Johnson's going to do this one, Colin Trevor's going to do this one, 
So you let them write their own things independently of each other with no fucking overarching blueprint whatsoever. And then you come back to it and then, and then Trevor drops out or you're sacked or however it went and, and you bring back JJ and go, oh yeah, well the thing that you didn't get to do in the second film because you, you didn't do the second film now has undone what you did in the first one or doesn't make sense for the third one so you now have to go back and fix that. And he went, no, I don't. Fuck it, I don't care. And you're right, that, that, that is um, to, to the certain, similar extent that's what's happening here is that you have a, a defined period with a showrunner and, and when, if you look at the, the first... Uh, four seasons of the new run, which were all Russell Davis, they went. They did very much run straight through because he he basically did that for himself. He wrote the entire run before he knew what he no, before the the job was there to do. He didn't know if they were having a second series, but he had it all planned out. And then Steve Moffat will have done a very similar thing. And I think Chibnall is kind of the only one who's had to change mid flow because it's not working. But he doesn't know how to put it right. Sounds like a mess. Um, okay, but what it's left us with. I think for the first time ever on this show is an unkillable entity. Yeah. Because I was even going back to like, okay, what planet did he come from? They can go back and blow up the planet, but we don't know what planet he came from. No. Or what species is or what actually kills it. So he's unkillable. Yeah. So it's, it's impossible. He'll regenerate. They can't kill him before he's born. Um, He's unkillable. He's, he's completely immortal. They, They can't do anything. So sooner or later, he is going to get the better of them, whether that be by blowing up the amps with a sonic screwdriver, whether that be by, you know, them pursuing him so much, he finally snaps and takes a gun to him, whether whatever it's going to be sooner or later, and he That's might go fair. through the way, 20 the way fly- iterations sooner yeah. or later, he's going to kill him. Yeah, I mean, the, the way he flies the TARDIS, he probably landed on their fucking heads by accident. Possibly. But he's so- just as likely to do that as he is to actually intentionally kill him. Yeah. Sooner or later, he's going to kill him. Yeah, wow. He has to because they can't kill him. Fuck, they'll die of old old age. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they just spend their lives trying to kill Doctor Who. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is uh this is a and new this, low. Uh, yeah, this is this, this is, is the, this is the first time in six years we failed to kill somebody. Well, no, we've killed him. He will kill them. Oh well, yeah. They die of old age. Um, but that's not him killing them. That's them dying. Yeah, but. Unless we take the decision that he is born of a thing and a thing at some point on a planet, I don't see a way around it. No. Unless... I think think the closest we came was a time loop, but again, Bill and Ted haven't got it in them to pull that off. No. Unless they get meta like they did in the second cartoon and they're able to like travel into TV shows and books and shit. So unless they travel into the DC multiverse speak to Brainiac, find a way to bottle the entire galaxy, so capture the entire galaxy before he's born, and then smash it to bits and set it on fire or something. I don't know. So they can blow up. We don't even know what galaxy he's from. Nope. So that doesn't even work. No. I think that was a bit of a reach. Um, And even then, ultimately, there's there's no end product because we don't know what galaxy he's from. How the fuck do you create a character (laughs) that's gone for this long and not know the answers to these basic questions. How well, the, the, these questions, you up until last November, you could have answered these questions. But somebody came, Chris Tribunal came along and moved the fucking goalposts onto a different pitch on a different fucking planet. It's ridiculous. How is that allowed to be canon? How is that not just a complete reboot then? Uh, I don't know. Because that's what it sounds like. But but again, because Capaldi regenerated into Whitaker, it's part of the same timeline. It's part of the same uh, the same timeline. 
should so have just rebooted if he was going to change it that much. It would have made much more sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, effectively, I mean, every time you get a new, show, new showrunner or a new Doctor, it's kind of a reboot anyway, because you, you change the companions, you change the, no, you change the style, you change a lot of the character and the personality. So you are effectively rebooting anyway. You're just kind of clinging on to bits that you kind of pick and choose. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a difficult one. I try not to think about it too much. I've got to be honest. Uh, Bill and Bill and Ted lose. It's it's they they have to because they, yeah they can't not yeah they lose. Yeah, um, I'm kind of bummed out about that. Um, and also really fucking confused. Um, I'm not confused. I've managed to follow it, but I follow it as much as no. I'm it confused is... about the the overall product because yeah, yeah. oh yeah, so too much I, of it doesn't make any I, fucking sense. Yeah, I, I I follow what we've talked about, and it has just cemented. Um, my feeling that Doctor Who really isn't for me. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's there's bits of it I've enjoyed. There's bits of it I haven't. Um, so the last couple of years, I've not really taken to it as much as uh, I have in previous series. But yeah, you know, it's 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 not something that no, I, I actively avoid. But at the same time, it's not something I'm going to go out of my way and say, right, I've got to be home at this time on a Saturday night because Doctor Who's on. Because well, at the moment I'm in lockdown, so it doesn't make any fucking difference anyway. But you know, previously when there were pubs and shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, it's a it's a very strange one. I mean. Yeah, I'd love to hear what people think of this because fuck, I'm. And, really and if we've if we've missed some fucking Doctor Who lore, if there's if there's some magic fucking bullet that we've missed, please let me know because I'm willing to come back to this if we have. Um, <laughs> and also, like if if Mark explains Doctor Who to Chris is something that you've enjoyed, then let us know that as well. There may be some legs in it. Maybe we maybe. can start that. You know, a season at a time, maybe or an episode at a time. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. But maybe we'll just pick and sure... a couple of better episodes. Maybe I'll just watch some random ones and then Mark can explain to me what the fuck is going on. I don't know. <laughs> if if I can work it out myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as always, offer us feedback, guys. Um, yeah. Sorry um... this has been so fucking random, but as you can tell, <laughs> like I, yeah. I'm exhausted. Doctor Who makes no fucking sense. I know very little about it anyway, if I'm honest. So this was always going to be a bit of a mess. Um, but it's been our most freewheeling episode for quite a while, for I think. For quite a while, yeah. I mean of all our shows actually not just this one um but yeah i mean if you have thoughts please let us know please get in touch um on twitter at dd podcast net on facebook with the double m podcast network you can go to our website ddpodcast.net where you can find previous less rambly less random less fucking weird episodes um also our episodes of our other shows as well um wherever you get your podcasts from be that itunes spotify stitcher uh, Google Play, Amazon Music uh, like, share, subscribe, leave us a review leave us a comment, we'll get in touch as best we can but until next time, see you later